When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The top two defensive duos in the NFL. Just moments ago, we started to go through Chris Canty's top five. We will get to the top two here in just a moment. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want you to be a part of the program. We've talked a lot today about the idea that maybe Vegas knows more than we do when it comes to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because the odds on the Nets for this coming year to win a title have mysteriously jumped from 50 to 1 to 20 to 1 in a little over 24 hours. We will get back to that in just a little bit, but... Mr. Canty, let us pick up where we left off with your list of the top five defensive duos in the National Football League and where we are right now. Number two. Let's have at it. Okay, so before we get to number two, Carlin, I want to recount the top five that I've got so far. So number five. Number five. Sam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore from the New Orleans Saints. Number four was J.C. Jackson and Joey Bosa from the L.A. Chargers. Number three was T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward from the Pittsburgh Steelers, which leads us into number two. My second ranked. I love these things. I'm sorry. Defensive duo in the National Football League. Yes. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey from the L.A. Rams. Aaron Donald, arguably the greatest defensive player ever. And then, of course, Jalen Ramsey, a shutdown quarter. And according to PFF, was the highest graded cornerback in the NFL last season. So they are checking in at number two of my top defensive duos in the National Football League. Hmm. Now, now I see the face that you're making. You're meeting my pick, my rank of A.D. and Jalen Ramsey with a bit of skepticism. What's up? Not a bit. A lot of skepticism. How is this not number one? We have a a three-time defensive player of the year, seven-time All-Pro, and who we all, I think, still regard as the best, very close to if not the best defensive player in the league. No question about it. I mean, listen, he's in the, conversation for, great, he, he's in the conversation for greatest defensive players of all time. Yes. That's and, how good Aaron Donald is. And, and still is. And, and now... He, and, he, and he wrecked the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. Should have been the MVP. Should have been the MVP. And now you've got Jalen Ramsey, who is... The, as you just outlined, number one in PFF in terms of you know corners in the NFL. Yep, and coming, in off, coming off coming off a shoulder surgery though, so keep that yeah. in mind. Oh, okay, but shoulder surgery for a corner. Okay, I'm not. It's not ACL. I'm not okay. overly worried about that. He's still the elite of the elite of the elite, and you've got those two guys at number two, which just makes me wonder, like who have you got at number one? Well, now that you say that, let's go to number one. Number one. 
Number one, the man that inspired the list. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs as the number one defensive duo in the NFL going into 22. Now, Micah Parsons finished last year with 13 sacks, 30 quarterback hits in 20 TFLs in his rookie campaign on the way to finishing second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. His career arc is trending toward, big fella, what we saw from one Lawrence Taylor. And I get that that's lofty praise, but I don't think that I'm that far off in saying that this guy could be the second coming of LT. Just putting it that way. And, oh, by the way, Trayvon Diggs led the NFL in picks last year with 11 on the season. So, yeah, they are my top defensive duo going into 2022. Uh, On vacation, Stephen A. Smith, upon hearing this just seconds ago, ready to chime in. Stay off the weed! (laughs) Are you kidding me with this list? Well, listen, big fella. This whole uh, thing is invalid with that choice. In the interest of take integrity, a few weeks ago when I was on Get Up, I had to list my top five most feared defenders going into the 2022 season. And I had Michael Parsons 1 and Aaron Donald 2. A lot of people took issue with that. I don't necessarily see it as that far-fetched because Michael Parsons is as good as advertised. And I think he has the potential to be a lot better than what people are willing to acknowledge just coming off of his first season. Carlin, it was his first year in the NFL, Mm -hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys moved him all over the field. No doubt the guy's head was spinning, and yet he still found a way to essentially dominate every game that he played in no matter where he lined up. To me, that is an uncanny ability. It's special. And when he figures out exactly what's going on on the field in terms of what offenses are trying to do to slow him down, to try to attack him, it's just going to be more dangerous for him. I think he has more ways of being able to impact the success of the Dallas Cowboys defense than Aaron Donald does for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so it was not top defensive player. It was top defensive duo. And duo, yes, you duo. Are, you are leaving out. You just spent three minutes talking about uh, Micah Parsons, and I have no concerns about anything that you said. Okay. I mean, listen, LT, eh, we're not there yet, but it may, it's not the most ridiculous thing that you could say, I am with you, this guy is an incredible, he second incredible player. second player of the year voters to Aaron Donald. Chris, to your point, I talked to a coach before the draft when Micah Parsons came out who was on the Penn State staff at the time and said to me he is the best defensive player I have ever been on the field with at the same time and he had been on the field with some pretty damn good ones in the NFL and in college including guys like Joey Bosa so I'm right there with you but we're leaving something out here Trayvon Diggs no 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 11 picks is fine. Oh, look at me. They it's, threw me the ball. It's, it's, I can fine. catch it. 11 picks is fine? Yeah, it's, it's fine. more than fine. What oh, are you Chris, talking about? Here's my problem. Uh, you know that uh, that website that you just referenced a few minutes ago, Pro Football Focus? Yes. And, and how Jalen Ramsey was number one in yes. terms of corners? Yes. Uh, I went and looked at Trayvon Diggs. You know what mm-hmm. he was? Mm. Number 80. Mm. Eight zero. Eight zero. I went to look at what his numbers were in coverage. Okay, he had eleven picks. You know what his number was in coverage? What was his coverage? Forty nine. Forty nine. 
Well, Colin, here's it is. Trayvon Diggs, somebody's band going to play. You just don't know whether it's going to be your teams or the other ones. But here's the deal, man. 11 picks is hard to ignore. Creating 11 turnovers, 11 takeaways for your team? If they throw Carlin, it at me that, 50 that, that, times, that I can catch it 11 times. Car- Carlin, that matters. All I'm simply saying is he caught more interceptions than anybody else around the National Football League last year. I, that I understand that. But in terms of teams shying away from throwing the ball his way, they couldn't wait to throw the ball his way. Okay, so a young player is going to make a few mistakes, Colin, but you got to remember, last year was just Trayvon Diggs' second season. It was his second season, and he had 11 picks and two touchdowns. What are we talking about? You are just the one that cited Jalen Ramsey as being number one alongside Aaron Donald, who may be the best defensive player players still in the league and Carlin, now Carlin, all of a sudden Micah Parsons all, Carlin, makes up for it, 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 Carlin, Trayvon Diggs being ranked 80th? Carlin, 80th! Carlin, okay, you could say he's ranked 80th? Not 8th, but, but, not 18th, but, 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 according, but Carlin, but according to the Associated Press, he was AP first team all pro. That's what are we talking? What are we talking about? He's 23 years old and led the NFL in interceptions, and he's an All-Pro. What are we talking about? What are you out of your about, mind? What we're he's talking about is using better. these statistics when oh, they fit your gosh. argument okay. and ignoring them when they don't. Oh my gosh! Okay, Carlin. <laughs> All right, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. I don't know what I'm going to do. With you. I, here's what you're going to do with me. I'm going to take Aaron Donald and, and, and Jalen Ramsey, and I'm going to win a lot more football games than you are. That's okay. what's going to happen. Okay, Carlin. We'll see. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Anthony, up next on the phone lines, he's got a problem with the list. Anthony, go. You're on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I don't understand how you could bring up the PFF ranking for Jalen Ramsey being number one, but ignore the ranking for Trayvon Diggs. Thank you. I'm not completely ignoring the ranking for Trayvon Diggs, but when you bring up the ranking for Trayvon Diggs, I think it's also important to put into context the production from Trayvon Diggs. He had 11 interceptions last year and two touchdowns. That matters. Mark, That Ohio. factors into it. Mark, go. You're up next on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Canty, I got your back, man, but I'm actually going to disagree with you putting Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald second for this simple reason. Carla, you just actually went against yourself in the statistics saying how Ramsey gave, how uh, Diggs gave up touchdowns. Ramsey gave up seven touchdowns last year. I don't care about him. Ramsey is very overrated. If you watch the eye test, Ramsey gets beat. And that's why I don't believe they should be number two. A, a lot of teams don't even throw Jalen Ramsey's way. <laughs> that's what I don't. I have to. If I'm going to believe my eyes, I have to believe it when teams won't throw the ball there. When he's quiet because nobody's going in his direction because he's that good. But he gave up a lot of big plays last year. He did. Still ranked the first like, like, one. Listen, he, he gave up a lot of big plays. He still makes plays. I'm not – listen, I'm not discounting Jalen Ramsey. Look, I mean, if we're going to talk Ramsey. about big plays that Trayvon Diggs gave up, he gave up yeah. plenty too. Yeah, but he, but he also made plenty of big plays, Colin. I guess that's the point. And Jalen Ramsey didn't? I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey didn't, but Jalen Ramsey didn't have the number of interceptions that Trayvon Diggs did. <sighs> 
Nobody did in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That what That is what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We will get more of your reaction to this and I'm using air quotes here saying list that Canty put together of the top five defensive duos in the NFL. Up next, there is just an air of survival in college athletics right now that is hovering over all of it throughout the country. Is one conference about to strip another of six teams They're all scrambling for the exits. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Look, the list is full of integrity and I would say an outstanding list with the one exception and that's talking about just a shift of the number two entry on the list to number one in other words Chris Keyshawn Johnson really needs to take some notes (laughs) as far as how to make lists like that that's a list. So you don't have an issue with the top five. You just have an issue with the order of Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, AD, and Jalen Ramsey. Correct. Correct. Okay, so you would put Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs as the second best defensive I, tandem I mean, in the I NFL. might slide them back to third, but 
I can't put them number one. But my point is, is that the five that you picked can't be argued with. Okay. I think right. that is very clear. Okay. And, and, and even in what you did with the Saints, because I think that's, I think Marshawn Latimer is one of those guys that publicly gets overlooked. And same thing with Cam Jordan, publicly gets overlooked as to how good they are. So, yeah, those two guys are special. Yeah. Those two guys are really special, and they've reinvented that New Orleans Saints defense because, remember, for a large part of Drew Brees' career, that defense has been the Achilles' heel for that team. Mm-hmm. But that hadn't been the case the last four or five years. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at Progressive Commercial. Dot com. Couple of more people want to weigh in on your list. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kevin, up next on ESPN Radio. Kevin, have at it. Yeah, so I, I agree with the top five. I would definitely move the Cowboys down a little bit. I want to give a sleeper duo that can jump into that top five after this year. You have Xavier Howard, a guy who's gotten 11 in their interceptions before, and then a guy going into his second year who I think can become the best safety in the league, Javon Holland. See, I am never going to have a top duo list that does not include a pass rusher on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that in the league the way it is right now, Chris. Yeah, not in today's NFL because so much of the game is built around the quarterback and you got to have somebody that can put pressure on the quarterback. Now, I'm with that last caller, Kevin in Palm, West Palm Beach, because Javon Holland is an absolute dog. And mm-hmm. not a lot of people know him, but he will be a household name sooner rather than later. I'm not sure whether or not we've seen the best days of Xavier Howard, though. That's the other part of this. That yeah. I, I don't know if Xavier Howard is still trending upward. I think, I think he, that's why there was slight, the hesitance to he's pay slightly, him. He's slightly on the decline. And so I, I like... I like where he's going with it because I like Javon Holland. I just don't know if Xavier Howard is right there. Now, Carlin, a a tandem that I had a hard time keeping off this list, and I would probably put them as honorable mention, how about DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard with the Indianapolis Colts? That's pretty good. They're they're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. So, I mean, that's one of those tandems that, uh, not quite there because I think Buckner had a down year. But I, I do like the potential of what they have. And then adding Yannick Ngakwe and Stephon Gilmore to that defense, it's only going to make, make life easier for those two stalwarts. So DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard going into 2022, another defensive tandem that you got to watch out for. Chris is up next on ESPN Radio. Chris, what's going on? What do you got? So I think I figured out the issue with this list, and there's two things. Number one, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner should be out there. And I think my question answers as to why they're not, and it also answers as to why we're looking at Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey at number two. Which team drafted Chris Canty? Just a quick question. Oh, stop. 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 Let's not pretend that Chris Canty is, well, completely a Cowboy homer. Wow. So we're going to do that? (laughs) 
this is all about the team that drafted me. No. Listen, after no. I called out Dak Prescott, all of a sudden now I'm a Cowboys homer because yeah. I got Trevon Diggs and Michael Parsons at the top of the list. The man literally I had to defend said. myself last week because everybody said I was a bitter cow- former Cowboy for calling out Dak. Now all of a sudden I'm a Cowboys homer. You literally on, said about Dak, nobody has done more with less or done less with more, excuse yes, me. Yes, that's exactly what I said, verbatim. You actually said that and now it's a Cowboys bias on your part. Yeah. That's that. that's not that's that's yeah. not true. Travis is next on ESPN Radio. Travis, go. What's, what do you got? What's going on, brother? How could you be so firm on your thoughts when you never played a year in the league and Canty played a decade in the league, so he knows all the ins and outs. Top so, I, so because I never played, I well, listen. I, I truth is, I'm just right. It doesn't matter whether I play. Or not. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I trust my, my eyes are the eyes of one of the top scouts in football. That's all there is to it. I know what I'm looking for. That's are, how. Are you considered? You're considered old media, right, Carlin? That's is this a yeah, new media versus old media? Draymond, yeah. He's old media. Yeah. yeah now, are, are you in the new media with Draymond? Is that what I'm working with now? You're in the new media. No, I'm not new media. I'm probably old media too. I'm just saying <laughs> that that you would be considered old media. I'm just considered old. That's all there is uh, to that's it. A fair point that's true. Too. Yeah, that's a fair point. You that's know, a fair point. The fact that I didn't play. I think that's irrelevant. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Chris, the Big 12 is trying to act quickly and poach away six more members of the Pac-12 as we speak. Now, the Big 12 just named a new commissioner last week in Brett Yormark, and he is the guy that used to run Barclays Center here in New York, and he also worked at Rock Nation the last couple of years. So he is kind of a marketing guru. And right now, they are trying to pull in Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, and then Washington and Oregon. So we have two conferences in the Big Ten and the SEC, that their television money right now basically is doubling the, that of anybody else and is going to be massive, even more massive now that USC and UCLA have joined the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 is going to be losing hundreds of millions of dollars because that they just uh, lost Los Angeles and all of the attention that SC and UCLA bring there. Chris, if I'm the Big 12... I understand the moves here that they're trying to make. But where they, to me, made a big mistake was bringing someone that had no college athletics responsibility ever in their past. And now he is thrown very literally into the, well, not literally, but very much into the fire of this whole thing. And the Big 12, I don't want to say was on life support before, but they are fighting for their lives. But Pac-12, I think, is pretty much shot at this point. Well, and that's what I was going to say, Carlin. The Pac-12 is dead because they lost the most valuable property they had, which was the L.A. market, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. And so now it becomes an arms race between the ACC and the Big 12 for survival. And whatever, whichever conference ends up getting the majority of those Pac-12 teams to defect and come to their conference is the team is the conference that's going to have the opportunity to be able to survive this wave. I think at the end of this conference realignment, we're going to be looking at three mega conferences with the Big Ten and the SEC leading the charge. I do think the ACC 
has a dark horse chance of being able to steal some of those teams that are out west and, and potentially form another super conference. But that's what we're talking about. The fighting for survival between the Big 12 and the ACC, that's what it'll come down to. And who, whoever those Pac-12 teams, those remaining Pac-12 teams decide to align themselves with is who's going to have a leg up in that competition to see who can survive. I've talked to a couple of people who are very familiar about what's going on specifically out west with places like Oregon and Washington and everything involved there. And I could pretty confidently say that as much as they are pushing to get Oregon and Washington, those two schools have to know for certain that they are not going to join the Big Ten before they would commit to the Big 12. Well, well, yeah, because you don't want to lose the financial windfall that will come with that. You're talking about those Big Ten schools potentially getting $100 million from the television rights deals. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of scratch to pass up just to go with the Big 12 or the ACC just to go with the certainty. You're going to wait and see if you have an opportunity to be invited to join one of those other mega conferences before you decide to settle on, you know, the Big 12 or the ACC. So I can understand where Oregon and where Washington are at. Um, it feels like those two schools are a pair. So whatever conference gets one of them is going to get both of them. But, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Carlin. Like, they're going to wait it out to see what the best opportunity financially for them is going to be. I have a feeling that it's going to be the Big 12, but I got my fingers crossed that the ACC can somehow, some way, find an opportunity to have them join those their their, uh, their member schools. And the, and the most important one of all is something I don't think is going to happen probably for another year or so, and that's Notre Dame. Because remember, as much as you have new bidders on Notre Dame football after their contract is up or as that comes up in the next couple of years, I think it runs through 2025 with NBC, somebody like Amazon or somebody like that may pay Notre Dame $50 million for seven football games. That might happen. But is Notre Dame going to want to keep their independence if they could make $100 million by joining the Big Ten overall? as opposed to the 50 that they would just get for that. So let me ask you this question, Carlin. Would Notre Dame be joining the Big Ten just in football only? Or would they be joining the Big Ten in all sports? Well, if they're joining the Big Ten in all sports, then they've got to pay the exit fee in the ACC ACC grant rights fee to the ACC because they're ACC in every other sport. But it's not going to be the ACC $100 million grant rights fee. No, it won't be $100 million. But even if that number is, say, $30 million, you're talking about then having to look at the $30 million that you'd have to pay in exit fees and grant rights fees to the ACC and then also the potential for you know them to make whatever, $50 million in an independent uh, deal for their football content. I- I'm just saying you start to look at the numbers and you get closer to the potential $100 million that you could be making with the Big Ten. Now, this could be more of a long-term play and they decide the viability of the program and the profile of the program is better served joining the Big Ten because a lot of their natural rivals are already in the conference. Yep. But I Especially mean, this if is, they had this Stanford, is, too. That's another a, one. This is a complex discussion when it comes to what is in Notre Dame's best interest, not just with the football program, but their athletic department as a whole. Nobody knows what the exit fee is for Notre Dame because their deal with the ACC is different. I, I heard this morning it's probably even less than 30. Okay. Probably even less than that. And okay. then here, here's the last thing that's fascinating about this. USC and UCLA, having left now, 
is so anxiously hoping that the Pac-12 falls apart because then they don't have to pay their $50 million exit fees. <laughs> and it's yeah. the same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. Their numbers were somewhere around $80 million to leave the Big 12. Well, and they, they don't, would care. Not have they to don't care about that. Texas and Oklahoma, I can No, they've got that money, that. but they would They're prefer not to pay it. Print money. <laughs> <laughs> they print money. They do. They do. Yeah. But they, certainly $80 million, they would not... Uh, they would not mind not having to pay that that's for sure it sure. is it is canty and carlin on espn radio and on espn plus we are presented by progressive insurance in for greeny as always we in just moments will head to our second camp so to speak for two a days the new york jets can zach wilson actually take the next big step but more importantly What's the most important factor for that? Canty has your answer next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Visual Vegas seems to know something. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. So, somehow, we have seen the odds for the Nets to win the championship go from 6-7-1 at the end of the season to down to 60-50-1 when KD announced that he wanted his trade, demanded his trade, and then somehow in the last 24 hours, it went from 50 to 1 all the way down to 25 to 1. And that, that was last night to this morning. It has made it all the way down to 20 to 1. This is something to pay attention to just from this standpoint. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the NBA draft, Paolo Bancaro was at first like six, seven, eight to one. He was like the fourth favorite to be the number one overall pick. And by the time we got to the draft, draft day, he was even money to be the number one overall pick. And what happened? He was the number one overall pick. Nobody Mm -hmm. seemed to hear about it except for the betters, Chris. Are you buying into this all of a sudden that we have seen these odds shift as they have? 
Well, Carlin, I think it's becoming clear that right now no team is offering the Nets what they're looking for in a Kevin Durant trade. And, you know, I think that's the the thing that the Nets want to have in place before they move any of their other pieces. Before we can talk about Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving being on the go, the Nets want to make sure that they can get the return on investment that they have with Kevin Durant in the way of players and picks. And if that deal isn't out there, then I think that the Brooklyn Nets will be resolute and hanging on to Kevin Durant because how much leverage does Durant really have knowing that he's under contract for four more years and he's 34 years old? I mean, Carlin, the reality is for a guy that has told everybody that he loves to hoop, is he really willing to sit out his age 34 season in order to prove a point to the to the Nets? I don't think he is. And so when you look at the situation – I don't think KD has a whole lot of leverage in terms of dictating the timeline in which this happens. And it could be a situation where the Nets are reporting to training camp with KD and Kyrie still on the roster. Yeah, I, I, training camp is one thing. The season is another. I, first of all, I don't think either one would actually show up to training camp. And number two, I think that once we got into the season, that's going to be over with. I, I just don't see a scenario where the Nets actually go into the season and have not been able to get a commensurate package by that point. Because another team is going to give them what they want to get Kevin Durant. I I can't see where that's not going to happen, whether they have to shape it within a a three-team trade or a four-team trade. I'd be stunned if something didn't come together to make that deal sooner than later. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. The New York Jets. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select Sauce Gardner. They did so well, I, I didn't know how to react because I'm used to writing positive things about the Jets. They're getting such universal praise around the league for their draft. With the tenth pick, the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I thought, was one of the top receivers in this class. Maybe the top one. For Zach, really, it's just to continue to progress. He doesn't need to be Tom Brady this year. Now, if he ends up being that, that's awesome, but that's not the expectation for him. The expectation is for him to continue to climb that mountain. I can't wait to see him week one and see what he can do because he's in a different place than he was last year. It did have to be odd to have all of the praise heaped on the Jets, at least for the Jet fans, after the draft when they had three first-round picks after they traded back up and added Jermaine Johnson late as well, uh, an edge rusher that was rated very highly out of Florida State. They seemingly had a tremendous draft night, and they're getting praised, and, and that doesn't happen around the draft for the Jets. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, and our latest two-a-day takes us to Florham Park, New Jersey, and the New York Jets. And there is really, truly one big question about the Jets. And we're going to start by listening to Braxton Berrios, their wide receiver, who's a guest on the Adam Schefter podcast, about what the biggest move that has made or what the biggest adjustment that has been made here for Zach Wilson going into year two and how he has progressed throughout the offseason. It's a different world. He knows the offense. Of course, you know, tweak and changing, whatever, but he knows the offense, knows his reads, you know, is very confident when he says something in the huddle because he knows it's right instead of, you know, oh, I think, right? So, the the confidence is there. Obviously, we see the the arm is there, the athletic yeah. ability. I mean, everything is there from a physical standpoint. And now his mental has aged so much since just a year ago that I mean, I I, I can't wait. 
again, I, I, I hate talking about it because I, I hate hype. I, I, I can't stand it, but I can't wait to see him week one and see what he can do because he's, he's in a different place than he was last year. All right, Chris, your take, Zach Wilson, year one to year two. Yeah, I think he takes a, a leap, right? You're talking about the continuity with the coaching staff that's going to be there, understanding the system, but then also understanding how defenses attack his scheme. I think having a full offseason and being able to lock into that and focus on that rather than worried about where you're going to be drafted to and getting settled in a new place, all of those things are going to bode well for Zach Wilson. Also, the organization making a conscious effort to continue to surround him with weapons and to fortify the offensive line. Being able to go out in free agency and get Lakin Tomlinson, that's a big deal. Eliza Vera Tucker in year two should be a lot better. Solidifying the left tackle spot with George Fant. We'll see what ends up happening with Makai Becton. But I like the pieces that the Jets have put in place around Zach Wilson. And then also going out at the top of the draft and getting a game-breaking wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. I think that's going to be huge, Carlin. I mean, you mm. need to have a number one receiver for a young quarterback. Garrett Wilson fits that bill. You got Elijah Moore. You got Corey Davis, a host of other players that can fill in with the receiving ranks. So I like what the Jets are doing. Also, Brees Hall, who, who they have high expectations for, being able to have that one-two punch in the backfield with Michael Carter. I think the Jets have the pieces in place, but they got to just go out on the field and do it. But Carlin, the biggest key – for Zach Wilson and the New York Jets going into 2022 is that offense getting out to a faster start in dictating the complexion of the game. And what I mean by that is this. If you look at 2021, the Jets had the fewest amount of rushing attempts in the National Football League. Conversely, they allowed the most rush attempts on the defensive side of the ball in the National Football League. Mm. They've got to be better in first quarter scoring. They were 20th last year in points in the first quarter. That's an area where they've got to get better. They've got to find a way to dictate the complexion of the game, to be able to stay with the running game longer, and then also to limit the opponent's opportunities to stay with the running game. I think it's going to make it better for everybody. Offense and defense, special teams all working in concert, but they've got to get out to much faster starts than they did last year. I think if they do that, Zach Wilson will be in a good spot because they won't be asking the kid to do more than he's ready for right now. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, talking about the New York Jets in the second of our ESPN Radio two-a-days today. We hit the Giants earlier. A couple of things on Wilson. Number one, there was a degree of immaturity with him last year, just in talking to different people, and he realized quickly that that needed to change this offseason. He did do the thing that we always see good quarterbacks do, and that is go on a little tour around the country and work out with all of his receivers and put together a camp and all those kinds of things so that they can get to know each other better. And he did do that. I think that's encouraging. The biggest single thing for me, watching Zach Wilson in college, I did his last college game, his bowl game in the Boca Bowl a couple of years ago. It mm-hmm. was so clear that the one thing he always did and that worked for him up until getting to the NFL was just to simply rely on his talent, period. He was able to run around and make deep throws down the field and nobody's going to catch up to his receivers. He didn't even have great receivers, but he was so above everybody else in terms of his talent that he could do that. That's not the case in the NFL. And we saw that last year. You're talking about the first quarter scoring. 
a lot of that too was making mistakes in the first quarter that would lead to turnovers. Like those are the things that have to stop. So we can't just run around and hope to make the Brett Favre-like play. You know, the, the Jets have to find that way to let him be him, but hopefully he understands where that limit is. That's, that's the single binga, biggest thing I, I'm looking for there. Uh, and, think- Carlin, and Carlin, you're not wrong about the point that you're making, but the off-schedule plays, the second reaction plays, yeah. we've seen where it actually helps the Jets in a game situation. Think oh, back they won the a game Tennessee, last year, yeah. Think back to the Tennessee Titans game. Exactly. In the second half of that game and what Zach Wilson was able to pull off and then being able to get the win in overtime, that was all Zach Wilson being able to go off schedule and sling the ball down the field. And you saw the arm talent on this, on display. You saw the movement skills on display. So you do you do want to have him maintain certain elements of that. Yes, but finding you also the balance. Gotta, you've also got to build in the awareness of when it's okay to do that and when it's not okay to do that. And I think that's a part of the learning curve that comes with any young quarterback trying to find his way in the NFL. Uh, the other guy that I think is going to be huge that, that you didn't mention in the offense, I love C.J. Uzama in that signing. I loved yeah. it. A tight end for the Jets, a guy from the Cincinnati Bengals who was such a key for Joe Burrow last year. I think he's going to help the Jets immensely. And then on the defensive side, I mean, we saw everything that Joe Douglas, who I think by far is the most handsome GM in the NFL. The guy is an absolute <laughs> snack, let's be honest. Uh, but aside from just the good looks, he's got the brains as well with everything you talked about uh, and just bringing in guys who are going to help here and there in some spots. They have they have built that roster up. The, the one thing I would say, Chris, he got a six-year contract at the beginning because he was smart enough to know that this was not something that was going to happen in two or three years. Mm-hmm. If things don't go right for the Jets this year, they should not be giving up on Joe Douglas yet. I think the most important thing the Jets could have over the last several years, uh, when you look at how much of a lack of continuity they've had is to have some continuity. Robert Sala and Douglas, even I don't expect this to be a four and 13 team, but I don't expect it to be a 12 win team either. So I think people have to understand that yes, they are better, but it should not put anybody on the hot seat yet. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about this being his third draft class, so now is the time where you'd like to see the Jets turn the corner, and that doesn't mean that they have to be playoff contenders, but you want to see some of the draft picks that that uh, Joe Douglas made start to turn themselves into all pro-caliber players. That That's what you're looking for based on where the Jets have been drafting. So I like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball too, Carlin. I will say this, even though they picked Sauce Gardner fourth overall, I'm still worried about that secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, they did add Jordan. Jordan Whitehead and LaMarcus Joyner, I think those are solid veterans, but I think they're still a little thin at the cornerback spot, so we'll have to wait and see with that. But the way to balance that out is by being able to put pressure on the quarterback. Getting Carl Lawson back is going to be huge. They drafted Jermaine Johnson the second out of Florida State in the back end of the first round. You got John Franklin Myers. You got Quentin Williams. They added Solomon Thomas as depth on that defensive line. 
go along with Sheldon Rankins and Nathan Shepard. I, I like the depth that they have up front. Um, so we'll, we'll see what the Jets end up doing, but I think that defense, especially that front seven, should be formidable in 2022. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off, and with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. It's like getting 10% back on every ticket from the box seats to the bleachers vivid seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long just visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats life happens live i have one last question that you touched on for a second but i think is exceptionally important for the jets this season and that is the return of carl lawson now when we talked earlier We were discussing Saquon Barkley and how after year two, that's really when you're back fully from when you tear an ACL. What is a fair expectation for Carl Lawson, not in terms of sacks, Chris, because I never want to put a number on that, but in terms of effectiveness, in terms of having to account for Carl Lawson for other offenses so that you open up opportunities to get to the quarterback. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for him to lead the Jets in hits, hurries, and sacks. I think Carl Lawson can have that kind of impact. That's what they're expecting from him. That's why they went out and signed him in free agency two years ago. Like, they were expecting this guy to do big things. And based on the reports that we heard from training camp last year before he got hurt, the guy was on an absolute terror. So this is a player that can get after the quarterback. Not a lot of people know him because he started his career in Cincinnati. But, I mean, this is a guy that's a pass-rushing Jesse Carlin. And even though he's coming off of Achilles' injury, I still expect him to be one of those guys that, that's leading the charge for the Jets, especially when it comes to their pass rush. For the first time in a very long time, I am exceptionally confident in where the Jets are headed here in the future. Exceptionally confident because they've gotten a lot of the right pieces in place and they've got the right leadership in place. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.